Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Turfcast Podcast YouTube channel with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of this week's game against West Ham United at the London Stadium. But obviously a lot of the main talk is going to be about Sean Dice leaving. We've discussed it already and I did a live pretty much as soon as it, it happened. You can go and watch it. It's on the YouTube channel and there will be a podcast out soon. It's just that live, but in podcast form. So if you want to listen to it on your drive to work or whatever on Tuesday, feel free to do that instead. Um, so we won't be discuss- discussing that too much in this show. It obviously is going to come up, as it, as it probably will do. Um, but it is mainly going to be about the game against West Ham, um, who are flying. Let's 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 be honest, they're flying. Gone off a little bit the bile recently in the league, uh, but a massive win in the week against Leon in the Europa League sets up uh, um, a semi-final tie against Frankfurt, I think it is, which is a shame. I'd like to have seen the West Ham boys taking over the new camp, uh, but they'll have to take over Frankfurt instead. It's cheaper beer in Germany anyway, uh, or so I'm told. I've not been for a while since pre-lockdown. Um, but I'm delighted to announce that we are, of course, going to be chatting to a West Ham fan, and he's here already waiting for us, and that is Gio from Hammers Chat. How you doing, mate? I'm good, probably better than yourself, but I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yes, I think I think everybody's better than any Burnley fan um, at the minute right now. Uh, although I've seen, I've just seen some comments saying I'm happy he's gone. It was the right time. I just think people are being controversial for the sake of it. I, I understand it in a way because of the, the 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 results haven't been good enough. That is, I guess, the be all and end all when it comes to football, isn't it? Isn't it? But I don't know. I just felt that. Um, as we've discussed on your channel, I just felt that the timing's all wrong and things like that. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll chat about West Ham to, to stop me from jumping out the window, if I'm being honest. Um, talk to me about your season so far then. Obviously, um, I remember a few seasons ago, I went to London Stadium and tanked you 3-0. I think we were miles above, that was the season we actually finished seventh, actually. We were miles above you, you know, that 30 points above you at the time. You boys all ran on the pitch, there were season tickets being thrown at, you know, Brady and Co., now I'm looking at you boys with like envious eyes. Europa League semi-finals, battling for the top four at one point, probably more likely battling for six now. 
but you've got to be happy with that, haven't you? Oh, I'm delighted. Uh, four years ago, that game was pretty much to the day. Um, four years ago, we had that sort of pitch invasions. Two years ago to the day, Moyes just came back in. We're in a relegation battle. And last night, we beat Leon in the quarterfinal Europa League to qualify for the semi-final, which is just incredible. And there's almost two elements to our season, and they're both still going. So we've got the European journey. But we've also got the Premier League, which is the bread and butter, sitting six in the league at the moment. Had a disappointing result last week against Brentford, of course, but we can still qualify for European football again through the league. Hopefully, we can do it in the Europe, Europa League and get Champions yeah. League football, which would just be insane. But yeah. we need a safety net. We need to make sure that should Frankfurt put us out, we've still got something to play for and we get European football again in whatever form it is next season. We've had a taste for it. You've had a taste for it as well. And we've really liked it and we've enjoyed it and we've shown we are good enough to compete in that competition as well. So, yeah, and buzzing. I couldn't believe how good last season was and this season's even better. Yeah, yeah, it's mental, isn't it? How, how, how well you've turned it round. What, what what, what's happened? Why have you turned it round so well? Like, Because David Moyes in his first spell at the club didn't do that well. A lot of fans wanted him out. Um, but then he's come back in and it seems to me that like that was the catalyst. That, uh, gosh. On the brain, um, uh, Moyes coming back in, um, but it's it, there must be more to it than just Moyes. Um, I think it's a, a combination of things, but I think all things lead back to David Moyes. So I think he's installed a really good backroom staff there. He's obviously got, um, he had Alan Irvine who w- went in the summer, but he's still, while he's gone back up north to Scotland, he's still retained a consultancy role with us, which could be important. It's, it's hard to sort of establish how important that is without really knowing. We've also got yeah. Kevin Nolan there, Stuart Pierce there, both of these who have had stints as managers, you know, so decent experience. Kevin Nolan's still quite young in terms of coaches. We've also got Nevin in there, who's part of Gareth Southgate's England um, backroom staff. So he's got real experience. He's starting to sort of bring his players in, and the players are still at the club that he never signed. He's moulded them into his players. Um, I am happy to admit that I was very wrong about Dave Moyes. I didn't want him back when he returned. I thought, oh, no. And even when he did return, it took a little while for results to get going. And I was convinced two years ago we were going to get relegated. And obviously, COVID then came in. And I think we yeah. needed it. I think what that did was it allowed the club to almost go back to basics. I think it really helped Moyes thrive, actually. It was almost like they went back to old school training to some extent because you weren't allowed to have your massages or anything like that. Everything was done on a real basic level at training ground when they went back for that mini tournament. I think it probably suited Moyes and his coaching methods, actually. And from then on, we've just not looked back. So while we've done quite well in the transfer market, the coaching team's good, the players are fitter than we've ever seen, attitudes bang on, lots of different things. It's almost like a spider web, but the very middle of that spider web, it's David Moyes. I've never been so glad to be so wrong, Joe. Yeah, it's, it's unusual, isn't it? Because the first time around, he didn't do that well. He was terrible at Man United, even worse at Sunderland. Didn't do well in Spain. Did very well with Everton. But I thought, when he went back to you, I thought this was his last chance saloon. He'll probably mess this up, and then he'll leave football management and we won't hear from him again. But he's probably turned it around, and now his stock's probably just as high as it ever was. Like, what, How do you think he's turned his career around as well? It's, it's unusual, isn't it? Yeah, um, he's done a few sort of media work. He's done a bit of media work away from West Ham, which is always good because when he speaks through West Ham, whether it's a press conference or in the club's official channels, there's only so much you can say. He probably says more, it just gets edited out because it's like, oh, no, we yeah. don't need the fans to hear that. Yeah. So just the last week he was on the High Performance Podcast with Jake Humphries and Damien Hughes. Yeah. 
and it's that podcast as you know it's, it's all about like mindset it's like how have you achieved it's not what have you achieved in football it's how have you done it what do you what's your thought, pro- thought process and hearing him speak on that was very interesting about how you know he took time out to go away and almost relearn as a coach he started working with UEFA and stuff and coming up trying to keep up to date with all the latest techniques going on in training and the tactics and stuff and almost reinvent himself as a manager to some extent and I think sometimes those negative experiences if you like can be a good thing as long as you learn from them and I think he's shown at West Ham he has learned from those experiences and when he went to Spain he would have embraced a whole new culture over there they would have done things differently he might have implemented maybe just one idea might have just taken one idea from Real Sociedad to West Ham now but it's working whatever it is is working yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I remember when Pep Guardiola left Bayern Munich. Not not that he failed at Bayern Munich to levels that Moise failed at, you know, Sunderland and stuff. Um, but he went, and I think he did a sabbatical after that. Spent a year in New York, just just learning new things. Uh, so it's interesting that that managers do that. Maybe that's Dyche's next thing. Maybe he's going to have a sabbatical in Nottingham uh, for a year and do do something down there. Maybe, probably spend a year at Hooters in Nottingham. He likes that place. Um, other restaurants and bars are available, of course. But. Um, Let's talk about, you mentioned it earlier, you have dropped off a little bit in the Premier League recently. Obviously, lost last time out against Brentford. Thanks for that. Um, but uh, what, what do you think that is all about? Do you think you're just concentrating mainly on the Europa League? Because that's where the, the players' minds are naturally going to drift to that. They have got a chance to make, like finishing sixth with West Ham. They did it last season, so that's not going to make history. Winning the Europa League, that will be talked about for generations. So you just think that they're naturally just being drifted more towards that? Um, to some extent, um, with the this is with the benefit of hindsight, of course, because of the win last night. But on Sunday, when we got beat by Brentford, I've not seen us play like that all season. That attitude. Mm. When we lose games, we still work hard. We still run ourselves into the ground. We're still organised. We perhaps just weren't good enough on the day. Too many players have an off day. But it felt like almost everybody had an off day, that we weren't running ourselves. And it was very unlike. It was the worst performance of the season. Now, with the benefit of hindsight, because of last night's win against Leon, I almost wonder if Moyes instructed his players to some extent, but almost felt like maybe West Ham playing at 70%, we'd have had a good enough chance of beating Brentford yeah. and not compromised ourselves too much ahead of the Europa League. Because what we did going into that game, Man United had already got beat by Everton. Um, Newcastle were beaten by Newcastle and Arsenal lost doesn't really impact us too much everyone around us got beat bar Tottenham so I wonder boys went in thinking we can lose today and not lose any ground whatsoever in the league nothing changes so I wonder if he maybe just held the players back a little bit so don't risk injuries don't risk burnout or anything like that uh, now, if you ask me Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, was it worth it? I would say no. You ask me today, I'm going to say yes, it was worth it. I don't know if that's the case, but last Sunday was a very unlike Moyes West Ham that I've seen all season. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for that one. Yeah, I think you've got to be honest, though, aren't you? I think I think you, the, the minds of everyone at the club is going, even yourself, has got to be drifting towards the Europa League. Like, would you rather finish yeah. fourth now or would you rather win the Europa League? You're obviously going to want ah, to win, win the Europa, Europa League. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's it's one of them. I can understand if if you drop off a little bit now. Again, I'm not sure the squad's there either to do both no. and, and give it 100% in both as well. Um so we'll see how you get on. Hopefully you're tired on Sunday for our sake. I think we're going to need a West Ham at 5% at the minute, mate, to be honest with you, um, with the way that we're going at the minute. But I know we've spoken about the Dice thing on your podcast as well, and I said we weren't going to go into it too much, but I will just get your thoughts on Burnley sacking Sean Dice. Of course, we're recording this on Friday. It was announced this morning, but what were your reaction to it? I'm very surprised, shocked, actually, um, that he's gone. I, I sort of get it. 
I sort of get it. I can see why the owners are perhaps throwing a curveball here because I think obviously looking at your recent results and performances, and I guess the ultimate question is, do we have faith that Sean Dyche can keep us up? I think the answer is probably no. Uh, you're you were a no as well. You're like you know a Burnley fan. You're 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 the most optimistic person going as a fan. You just have to be. Even you were resigned to relegation. And I think it's one last hurrah to try and stay in the Premier League. I think I don't think there's anything going on behind closed doors, given that the assistant manager, your first team coach, and your goalkeeping coach have all been sacked as well. So for for them all to go would suggest it's not something Sean Dyche has done individually behind closed doors. Um, so I'm surprised, kind of get it, but at the same time, I think Sean deserved better. I think in football, there's a lack of loyalty. I think the clubs are the first people to complain about lack of loyalty. If a player wishes yeah. to leave or something, oh, where's loyalty? Well, I think you can, within your right, to turn around and say, hang on, the, the guy's been there for nine and a half years. To some extent, would it not be better off just letting you just get relegated with him, letting him have one season in championship to come back up again? And if it wasn't going to work out, Give him a farewell. Let him say goodbye to the fans and let the fans say goodbye because he didn't deserve it to end like this, and the fans apparently didn't deserve for it to end like this either. Um, I think that's what that's the saddest part, really, because at least you know we've got Mark Noble departing this summer at West Ham, but we all know he's departing. At least yeah. we're going to have that opportunity to say thank you very much for your memories, Mark. Good luck with the best with the future. And not every manager deserves that send off, but when you've been there for nine and a half years. I think he deserve it. Yeah, of course. And not even just with the longevity, just what he's achieved in the nine and a half yeah. years as well. Like, 100%. It, it doesn't seem right that we will not see him again at, at Turf Moor as the Burnley manager. It, it's just weird. No. It doesn't seem right um, for me, off the top of my head, uh, off the top of my head uh, just thinking out loud. Um, it, it's just, I can't get my head around the way it's happened, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. But like I said, we, we've talked about all that. Let's get back into this game. Um, any injuries and suspensions ahead of the weekend? No, we're feeling quite good, actually. Um, I guess fatigue is the big question. How tired yeah. are we after the Lyon game? When we played Tottenham after a severe game, the second leg, that did go to extra time, however. But we were dead on our feet against Spurs. Uh, couldn't compete at all. And it was one of them. We shrugged it off and said, it's all right, Europa League. I would like to see one or two changes from Moyes. Obviously, Aaron Creswell will come back into team. He was suspended for Thursday night. So he'll be fresh and... So he should come back into it. There might be one or two changes that Moyes makes to fresh it up, but there won't be wholesale changes. Even if he wanted to, we just don't have the squad to do it. So I expect yeah, to see true. at least eight of the starting 11 from Thursday start again. Uh, we'll change our keeper. Fabianski will be back in goal, but no no fresh injuries. Obviously, Kurt Zuma's out, but apart from that, we're, we're fine. Yeah, fair enough. So we're expecting to see like a similar lineup to the one against Leon. then. Who, who, who are we expecting to see? Yeah, I think Fabianski will come back into goal, so that'll be one change. Um, Kress will come into left-back. So it depends what he does at right-back. I'm not too sure. Sufal's just back from injuries. Played the last two games, but he was out for a little while. Ben Johnson's been in great form, though. He played left-back against the other. I think he'll start Johnson there, and then Dawson and Deal will be the centre-backs. I don't expect he'll do any other changes, so that'll be Rice in sort of midfield, along with Suchek, Lanzini, and then you'll have Fornals on the left, Jai Bowen on the right, and Mikhail <clears> Antonio up front on his own. See, it's like we, we talk about lack of depth that West Ham have, but that squad is it's it's a very, very good squad, isn't it? Especially in midfield too. Declan Rice. Uh, did, did, actually, that's a point. Declan Rice. Let me talk about him. Do you think he's going to be there next season? It must be a big worry for you, boys. Depends how we do in the Europa League. If we win the Europa mm. League, he's here next season, I think. He wants to go on 
and win things. He will not. He will not be at West Ham in say three years' time. He will not be at West Ham. His contract's running down now. He's actually still got three years to go, but we've offered him new deals, and he just won't sign one. Um, so I think yeah. it feels like it's not a money thing. It's not a lack of loyalty thing. It's just that I want to, don't want to commit myself to West Ham. And, when I don't want to be here. So he's on a relatively, currently he's on a relatively low wage for a Premier League player, given that what, what I think he's on about 50, 60,000 a week or something. It's not that much. I think the yeah. club have offered him double his wages and he won't sign the contract. So we've still got him for another three years at least. So that's why his market value is retained quite well. And there's a debate among fans. Do we just keep him for three years? Do we let him walk yeah. out for free? Well, we've we done that him. with Tarka, and now we're yeah. in a position where we're like, ah, oh, we should have let him go two years ago. Yeah, but with the greatest respect, Tarky wasn't world-class, was he? Mm. You know, we, we've got a world-class player here in Deckermise, so do we just enjoy a world-class player that costs us nothing, and he leaves for nothing? Um, but if we get, if we win the Europa League, I think he stays, because he's 23 years old. He can afford another season and still get a big-money move yeah, to a big club and go on and win the Premier League. He will win the Premier League. He will win the Champions League. It won't be at, it won't be at West Ham. But I'm hoping he might win the Europa League and that'll buy him for another year. And it also gives West Ham one summer to do something to, to match Declan Rice's ambitions. Can we do it? No, I don't think we can. But if we win the Europa League, we'll qualify for the Champions League. I mean, this is incredible. Imagine that going yeah. into the transfer market in the summer being able to offer Champions League football to players, maybe like Tarkowski, who's on a Bosman, we can say, here, come to West Ham on a free. And you come. We've now got four really good first-team centre-backs and we've not spent a penny yet. Um, so we'll wait and see. So um, if, we, if we win it, I think he'll stay, but he may go. I'm resigned to losing him. And I'll, do you know something? I wish him the best of luck wherever he goes. And I hope he goes yeah. on and wins stuff. And I'll be proud. Um, I'm a West Ham fan first and foremost, but I'm also a bit of a Declan Rice fan. So wherever he goes, yeah, good luck to him. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I understand. I, I I agree with you. I do think he's world class. Um, think if he does go, I think you will lose him again. Not necessarily this summer, but if he does go, you could do worse than uh, Phillips at Leeds. I don't think he's quite as good. Um, but I think they, they work well together at England. So I think that he, they know each other well. So he'll know the job quite well. Um, so I think you could do well getting that. And weakening Leeds would also be fun as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that 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 could be a good route to go down. Um. Thoughts on the game then? How are you expecting it to pan out? I think it'll be tough. It's difficult because now we don't know what Burnley's going to do. Um, we don't know what you. But we knew you were going to be playing four four two. The one thing is, sacking Dice on Friday morning. Do do you really have enough time to change it now? I don't think so. I mm. think whatever you've been working on in training during the week, you sort of got to stick with a little bit. You might make one or two personnel changes, but I don't think you'll change your tactics too much. I think that would be too risky. Um, I think we'll win comfortably. And when I say comfortably, I don't mean thrashy. I don't think we'll score more than two. But I expect a clean sheet for West Ham. You're st the only reason I think you boys are going down is because of lack of goals. You just can't score to save, yeah. save your life. I, I always say clean sheets win your titles with goals, keep you in the Premier League. When you're down the bottom, you will concede goals. Just make yeah. sure you score enough to stay up. And I think that's your problem, really. And it's not worked out. You know, you lost Chris Wood. Records come in, looked like a good signing. It's just not quite worked. It was a bit of a gamble, but I thought it was quite a, a clever. Yeah, the the, well the thing is now very interesting because I, I've said several times Dice didn't know how to get the best out of Veghorst. Dice was still yeah. playing as though Veghorst was Chris Wood, like lumping it to yeah. his head. 
yes, Veghorst is taller than Wood and six foot six, but he's nowhere near as good in the air. Veghorst wants it at his feet. That's what he's yeah. played all his career. So it'd be interesting. Veghorst might now suddenly become an amazing player, but we'll see. Um, so yeah. you're going 2 0 West Ham. 2 0 West Ham. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that one. I think I've just said 2 0 West Ham on your show, didn't I? I can't remember exactly. What it, was. it was definitely a Burnley defeat. Yeah. Uh, 2 0 West Ham. I think the middle, the, the middle of the, the middle of the pitch, the central midfield, in my opinion, is your strongest area by far. Our weakest area by far is uh, the middle of the pitch. So I think I think you will overrule us there. Having said that, I don't know how we kept you out of the turf. It was I say kept you out. I think nil, the draw was a fair result in the end, but um, it was just a bit of a stale game, weren't it? Uh, nil nil, typical Burnley game. Uh, and even though it was nil nil, you could just see, you could see that Rice was levels above on that pitch. I remember loads of Burnley fans tweeting afterwards saying he's world class. I'm looking forward to seeing him play for England and things like that. Um, so yeah. 2-0. So we'll wrap it up here then, mate. Just before we do, go, do you want to give everyone a reminder of where they can find you? Yeah, sang the Scottish one from Hammers Chat. We've got a little one on Hammers Chat and a Haley one on Hammers Chat as well. But you fancy joining us or checking out the, the preview I've done with Joe where I get all his thoughts on Burnley, um, you can do. Uh, head over to Hammers Chat on YouTube and subscribe. It'll be a pleasure to have you part of our community. Yeah, definitely. Go and check them out. The link will be in the comments below, if I remember. I always say that and I sometimes forget. But if not, he's just told you everywhere one, where to get it. So thanks thing, for coming on. One the one thing I can promise you next season that Joe can't is Premier League football. <laughs> there is that. There is that. Um, so, yeah, definitely. Definitely go and check them out if you want some West Ham football. Because I remember when I was younger, I was sporting Burnley in Division 4 when I first started. Or when I was 4 when they got promoted out of that. But uh, even when in Division 2 days, that it was one of them, I always chose a Premier League team. And I used to choose West Ham just because they were Claret and Blue like us. So, if you want a Premier League team next season... Because <laughs> we aren't going to be in the Premier League, then feel free to check them out. But thanks for joining me, mate. And I'll, I'll normally say I'll see you next time, but it might be in a few years, mate. <laughs> Catching a bit. See you, mate. Thank you. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.